0: Welcome to the Fantasy Baseball Today podcast from CBS Sports.
1: one, one pitch. the Get
0: up, Get out of here. Got a fantasy question? Email fantasybaseball at cbsi.com. Get ready to win your league. Where fantasy becomes reality. Now, here's Adam, Scott, Heath, and Chris. Oh,
1: we got some exciting call-ups. Welcome, everybody. It's Fantasy Baseball Today on Monday, August 20th, six weeks left in the Fantasy Baseball season. I am Adam Azer with Scott White. Scott, sunrise, sunset. Am I right? What do you mean? I don't know. Six weeks left.
0: Six Coming weeks. Coming up on it just, the end. It's a grind? Is that what you're suggesting? No, I just
1: think, you know, things end. We're almost there, things you know, end. sunrise, oh, okay. sunset. Yeah.
0: Mm, it's going to end. We, I mean, there's still like a quarter left. Six weeks.
1: It is actually yeah, it really is. Wow. A lot it's still a lot of time left. And we've got Michael Kopech coming up to start tomorrow. And Steven Gonzalez probably how you pronounce his name. Uh today for the twins. So we'll obviously mm-hmm. talk about that. Scott's gonna give you a hitter and a pitcher to add, although there are probably a lot more pitchers than hitters at this point. We're gonna look at Scott's favorite segment, one start streamers, and uh some bullpen stuff and everything from over the weekend. Let's get to the call ups. Michael Kopeck. And Steven Gonzalez for the White Sox and the Twins are actually going to face, not each other, but those teams are facing off this week. Um, and uh, Gonzalez, are they both two-star pitchers, Scott?
0: No, I don't. Well, a Kopech has a chance to be. Uh They haven't announced that anyone's out of the rotation, so I'm going to assume it's a six-man for now. But Dylan Covey, you know. He could make room, and Kopech could end up making two stars. I would not approach Kopech if he's a two-star pitcher, but he's obviously a very exciting pitcher. If there's one player you're adding right now, it's Michael Kopech, who's still available in 31% of leagues. This is a very exciting call-up. He yes. is probably the best pitching prospect in baseball. That was the presumption coming into the season. But his control was so bad through 17 starts. It was like 6.1 walks per nine that uh, there were people beginning to doubt. But that has completely changed over his past seven starts. A total of four walks over those past seven starts. And he's striking out everybody. It's like 12, 12 point something Ks per nine during that stretch. and ERA below two. Uh, he's, he's awesome. He, I, I think the, I, I, his stuff in terms of just how good it is, um, cause he was once clocked at 105 miles per hour, Kopeck was. Now, obviously, he doesn't sit there. He works more in the high 90s. Uh, but I think this is the call up with the best stuff since maybe Alex Reyes and maybe Noah Sindergaard before that. And while they both, those two have both had injury issues, there's, been no questions about the way they performed. So, Kopek is definitely a rush out and at him sort of prospect.
1: I'm going to give you some names. You tell me if you would drop them for Michael Kopech, Gio Gonzalez, yes, Junior Guerra, yes, Marco Gonzalez, yes, Freddie Peralta, yes, Justin Bieber. That actually was unintentional. That was unintentional. Shane Bieber. Yeah.
0: You might want to hang on to Justin. He's worth a lot. Um, (laughs) I would drop Shane Beaver, yes. I would I would guess that every owner could find somebody to drop for Michael Kopech. Andrew Heaney. I mean, I wouldn't want to, but if that's what it came to, then yes.
1: 13 minutes ago, we got an email from Mike, and he says, in a head-to-head categories league, who would you drop for Michael Kopech? Eflin, Tyler Anderson, or Matt Duffy? Oh, Duffy.
0: <laughs> yeah, probably Duffy. But what yeah.
1: about the pitchers, Eflin and Tyler Anderson?
0: I would rank those pitchers, Kopech, Eflin, Anderson.
1: Wow, wow. So uh you are really high on Michael Kopech. Okay, go get him. And you, you got to about-
0: take a flyer on the upside. And the thing is, he still hasn't reached last year's inning total. And presumably the White Sox are going to want to exceed him so he can keep building up to pitch deeper into the season. He should have enough innings left to make it through, uh, however many starts are remaining. Eight, I think is what he'd line up for. He should have enough for that.
1: And, uh, Steven Gonzalez, what do you think about him? He's uh, also quite a prospect. Nine and three, 296 ERA. Quite a wild pitcher as well. 65 walks to 120 Ks in 120 and two thirds. Uh, your thoughts?
0: See, I don't know that I'd call him quite a prospect. He has appeared in prospect conversations for a few years now because his numbers in earlier in his minor league career were just so out of this world. Awesome ERAs in the low twos with a high strikeout rate, you know, more than 10 per nine. Uh, but that's, that's kind of the only reason. He was in the prospect conversation. The scouting reports were never very favorable about Gonçalves. They considered him a back-end guy long-term. He doesn't have electric stuff. And as he's climbed the ladder, really really since he's reached AAA, walks have started to creep in, as he said. And if you're not, you know, if your stuff's already in question and you're walking guys too, I, d- I don't feel great about that. I wouldn't really have any interest in picking him up in standard mixed leagues.
1: All right, so let's find out who we are interested in picking up in standard mixed leagues. Give me one hitter to add, Scott White.
0: One hitter to add. If if I'm adding any hitter this week, it's Malik Smith, who's number one in my top ten sleeper hitters for this week. And, yeah, he's been awesome in August in the leadoff spot. But I talked about him last week. I think he was my hitter to add at this point last week. So I am going to bring up David Dahl, who continues to play for the Rockies he has started 10 of 12 games since returning from the minors. Three of his last four have been multi-hit games, a couple doubles, a couple steals during that stretch. Uh, he hasn't set the world on fire, but we know there's a lot of upside there, and he's about to play a full week of home games. So I think particularly in five outfielder leagues, you might want to make a move for David Dahl.
1: Yeah, and the most added hitter uh, in CBS Sports.com leagues I believe it's Taylor Ward, and just the fact that he's playing every day gives him such an advantage on other hitter, on other catchers. Catchers, yeah. He's now 40 Which he's not percent a catcher, of, but he's catcher eligible. Right, he's catcher eligible, he plays third base. And I just wonder, like, where is Taylor Ward in your rest of season catcher rankings? Is he a top 10 guy?
0: I think at last update I moved him into the top 12. Not top 10, but I moved him ahead of Chirinos, and let me check here Uh No, he's just behind Chirinos for me But that's that's debatable So you have a top nine I think that's pretty clear Including Gary Sanchez in that group And then the 10, 11, and 12 for me Are Francisco Cervelli, Robinson Chirinos Taylor Ward I think you could make an argument for Ward To be the first of that group
1: Yeah, and I, I don't know what to tell The Wilson Contreras owners Because he's just I don't know the, let me check the fantasy points, but I feel like you're getting nothing from him. And I just wonder, would you start, yeah, oh boy, it's been pretty bad. Would you start, uh, <laughs> would you start Taylor Ward over Wilson Contreras? Uh, I mean, if you feel comfortable
0: carrying two catchers, I, that's, well, you know what? The Angels are playing five games this week. Uh, like, the, you know, for a while, Evan Gattis was doing nothing, right? And then he breaks out with this two-homer game all of a sudden. If you trust in the talent, that eventually ends.
1: I guess, but he's got nine home runs in 106 games. He's got Joey Votto power, Wilson Contreras. <laughs> well,
0: he has. He's still pretty high in, in terms of overall catcher production, right? I don't
1: Even know. Even if he hasn't
0: done much lately? I don't know. I'm just taking your word for it. He hasn't done much lately, too.
1: I don't know. No, he hasn't. I mean, his his fantasy point totals for the last two weeks are four. Okay. Zero and four. Uh yeah, he's he's struggling for sure. He's I mean, I think he's struggling all year. Two sixty nine batting average, nine homers, forty one RBIs. Not so Yeah, great. it hasn't
0: been as good of a year as we expected.
1: Yeah, I'm surprised. He's still among the
0: highest scoring catchers in fantasy. Um it's just the way the position is.
1: All right, so those are some hitters. David Dahl, Malik Smith, Taylor Ward, pitcher to add or pitchers to add.
0: So Michael Kopech. <laughs> yeah. uh, but after him, uh, I would, I would look into adding, um, if you're looking for a one week guy and we're pretty much to that point in the season, uh, Mike Fires is a good two start option to add, probably the best for this week. Derek Holland, who, who I mentioned mean? last week has pretty good matchups. We, we talked about, um, the Marlins pitcher, Trevor Richards. Mm-hmm. He's not in line for two starts anymore, so forget him. Forget him.
1: Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll give you some guys. Three guys who are owned in fifty-seven to fifty-nine percent of leagues. So you might not be able to get them in shallow leagues, but you are in deeply le- in deep leagues, but maybe in shallow leagues. Joe Musgrove, Tyler Glassnow, and Trevor Cahill. And Glassnow, I'm particularly interested in because he has the Kansas City Royals this week. Um, But, yeah, Musgrove, Glassnow, and Cahill are owned in 57 or 59% of leagues. And what do you think about their ownerships?
0: Yeah, I think Cahill was the most exciting for the weekend because that's three out of four starts now where he has – I mean, it was one hit in this one. Uh Three out of four starts where he's looked really good, like a top-of-the-rotation sort of pitcher. And he's season-long numbers between the injury. I mean, he has an ERA in the low threes. Um,
1: strike out per inning?
0: Yeah, strike out per inning. He's yep. he probably needs to be owned. I it's it's been a couple, I feel like, disappointing starts for Glass now in a row now. Obviously the result from two starts ago wasn't so bad, but it was less than sixty percent of his pitches for strikes after seventy percent those first two starts. And then in this most recent start uh over the weekend, Saturday. Where the result wasn't so good, gave it four runs in six and two thirds.
1: Yeah, only but that's only fifty
0: three percent of his it's pitches. Pretty
1: good against strikes. their uh, at Boston. No, that's pretty good. If you ask
0: me. Well, he had three walks in six and two thirds. Only four strikeouts bad, on five swinging strikes.
1: I think he had a bad. Look, I honestly could not care less about what happens at Boston. Like it's just okay. it's at it's at Colorado to me. It's the same thing, <laughs> honestly. And I think they've been better at home than the Rockies have. Um, wow, it's they're amazing. The,
0: the reason, there's, there's never any comparison for Coors Field because of the effect it has on the pitches themselves, but. That's true. But fair enough. It, um, it wasn't a good start.
1: No, it wasn't. It, I'm not Royals dropping him week. in
0: any of the leagues where I added him, but, uh, after two really encouraging starts, there have been two kind of discouraging starts for Tyler Glass now. Is that fair to say?
1: Oh yeah. Can you go along yeah. with that? Yeah, absolutely. You're right about the strike percentage. I, I wouldn't be so eager to start him if he had an even a halfway decent opponent. But uh, against the Royals, I think Glass now uh, could be good for you this week. That's fine. Sure. Um, who do you think has the highest home OPS in baseball? Which team?
0: Uh Well, I'm going to guess it's not the Red Sox because that would be obvious, right?
1: Correct. That is correct. And it's not the so Rockies.
0: It's, it's not the Red Sox or Rockies. Highest home OPS for a team
1: this probably changed yesterday.
0: My guess. Oh, man. Who scored a lot of runs yesterday? Uh, I don't want to hold this up. I'm going to say Cleveland Indians.
1: They are fourth. The Yankees, 830 OPS. The Red Sox, 829 OPS at home. The Rockies, 812. And the Indians, 804. And the Texas Rangers are fifth. So how about that? All right. So we got Musgrove. uh Did we talk about him? Or did we skip over him? He's at Milwaukee this week. He has the most difficult matchup of the three. I'm sorry if, if I... Yeah, we touched on him, right? Muskrowing. Uh, Because I mean, the strikeouts are back.
0: 59% owned is too low because he just keeps hurling good starts. Yeah, and a couple of those starts have been really weird with like one strikeout or two over seven innings. Right, but right. um then he has a start like this with seven strikeouts and seven innings. I think he's pretty good. He needs to be... I would... I would be okay starting him as a one-star pitcher, even if you're not taking advantage of the relief pitcher eligibility and using him as a
1: SPARP. Okay, let's go to the big news. Kenley Jansen could be back this week. I don't know if that's going to happen, but he's making progress. Yu Darvish had a setback. He will have an MRI, and he may not pitch this season. This is va- I don't even I don't want to talk about it, Scott. <laughs> Steven Strasburg will start Such Wednesday. a buckle, right? Yeah, the it buckle. sucks because you know you kept getting. Glimmers of hope with Darvish. Yeah.
0: Didn't a get in trouble for calling it a debacle?
1: A-Rod got in trouble for questioning Darvish's, like, toughness and desire. Oh. To
0: back. Okay. Who's laughing so at debacle.
1: Yeah, debacle. I, he may have said that, I don't know. Uh, Steven Strasberg is gonna start on Wednesday. Manny Machado left Sunday's game after being hit by a pitch on the wrist, but he's expected to be fine. Jose Altuve could be back tomorrow. Chris Sale is back on the DL with shoulder inflammation. Let me tell you who my five best pitchers are on my roto team that had a chance. We were number we were number one for a bit. Now we're number three. It's Chris Sale, Zach Greinke, Yu Darvish, and Marcus Stroman, Derek Rodriguez. Uh, so all that means is Greinke is going to be on the DL at some point very soon. Just I am very he's a marked man. Yes, I don't know what's happened to that team. Just snake bit. Uh Raphael Devers is on the DL with a hamstring strain. Didi back. yeah, Didi Gregorius could go on the DL. He's got a bruised heel. Hunter Strickland is back, but Will Smith will remain the San Francisco closer as well. He should. Hell yeah. James Paxton could could be back this weekend. That, you should. You don't start him. It's not certain enough. Uh, Daniel Ponce De Leon will replace L- Luke Weaver. Ah, uh, you wanted to say? I did. I say I got gun shy. In the rotation. Any interest in Ponce de Leon?
0: <laughs> Do we have a song for him?
1: No, but everybody should know that I went to the University of Miami, and we are located right off Ponce de Leon Drive. So, huh. yeah. I just thought that nice. was relevant. <laughs>
0: um, yeah, I mean, he's most notable because he had, took a no-hitter deep into his Major League debut. Uh I don't think he's lost at or anything, but if his second start's good, yeah, we're keeping an eye on Ponce de Leon.
1: Nine walks, 10 Ks in 17 and two-thirds, mostly out of the bullpen. Uh, Let's see. Joey Votto on the deal with a leg contusion, and Scott, Colin Mm -hmm. McHugh could be starting this week.
0: Okay. Well, that's cool. I imagine it'll be a bullpen game because... He has not been building himself up, from what I understand. So maybe he'll go two innings.
1: That and maybe true. he can build himself up from here. Yeah. But, uh, and, and he's been so good, you know, 112 ERA, 72 strikeouts to 14 walks, sub-one whip in 56 and a third, that McHugh's 29% own. If you're in a categories league, a roto league, he's usable. Just as a bullpen arm, and he's probably just gonna be a better reliever than starter, based on his track record, his career. His stuff probably plays up better in the pen. But, uh, you know, I think, I think there might be something here, maybe not this week as Scott mentioned, but if he joins the rotation, I was hoping it would be, it would be Peacock, but it's McHugh, I'll have to deal with that. Alright, it's time for One Start Streamers, presented by Scott White. Scott, I only have three names here. I'm looking at just who has easy matchups. Anibal Sanchez is 79% owned, so he's widely owned. But if he's available, he's at Miami this week. Would you start Anibal Sanchez?
0: Let's say – let's use Joe Musgrove as the basis for comparison since I already said I'd be willing to start a one-star Musgrove. Uh, He's And he's only 59% owned, so more available than Sanchez. I would rather start Joe Musgrove.
1: At Milwaukee than Sanchez at Miami? Two-start Mike Fiers or one-start Annabelle? Two-start Mike Fiers. Matt Boyd has the White Sox this week. Matt Boyd, 51% owned.
0: I would rather start Joe Musgrove.
1: And I know you'd rather start Joe Musgrove, but what if I told (laughs) you there's a guy who's 5% owned. He's at home this week. He's got a 205 ERA at home this year. And he's way in Chen.
0: I would say get out of town. <laughs> I don't want anything to do with that.
1: All right, he's home against the Atlanta Braves way in Chen. I, you know, I don't know, <clears throat> excuse me, month and a half ago, saying the same thing about Armand Marquez. He's got a road well, start. He's got a sub-2 ERA on the road. Yeah. I love maybe. Armand Marquez, by the way.
0: I do, too. I think he's must start right now. Oh, he's yeah. One start at home this week, but I don't care. Yep. It's in I, my lineup.
1: 100%. Um, And uh, we'll get to some bullpen news in a second. I do want to talk, tell you, though, about SeatGeek, the best app, the only way to get tickets. And I am currently – I'm in a buy-in, Scott. I'm trying to go to this Miami-Florida State game. It's just – I'm not a millionaire, so unfortunately I can't afford it. No, you're not. It. But what I did, I went to SeatGeek. I go every day. Within the app, you can set alerts so you can get updates on the tickets, and you can find out you know, what's going on with the prices uh, on, on the SeatGeek app. It's a very cool feature. Now, other things I like about SeatGeek. Well, it's about competition, right? you got to go to multiple websites. you got to find the best deals. SeatGeek will do that for you. Every purchase is fully guaranteed, so you can shop for tickets on SeatGeek with confidence. And I know you love saving money. So, you know, in addition to just the money they save you by searching multiple sites and giving you a grade based on value and telling you where the best uh, bang for your buck is, you get $20 off your first purchase on SeatGeek if you use the code FANTASY. Again, that code is FANTASY. So download the SeatGeek app, do what I do, search for tickets. If I buy tickets to this game, it's going to be on the SeatGeek app because it's going to be the most affordable and the most effective and the most efficient way to get those tickets: download SeatGeek and use the code Fantasy for twenty bucks off your first purchase. In the bullpen, nothing too crazy. A lot of guys who were like unavailable, and other people in the bullpen got saves. We saw that in Philadelphia. We saw that with the Cubs. Um, we saw that with Minnesota with Hildenberger, but Josh Hader. Scott, got a save. He's now gotten three straight saves from Milwaukee. He got a one-out save, and Jeremy Jeffers pitched two innings, seventh and eighth inning. Uh I luckily am not – I have a bye in the podcast league, but if I did, I'd have to drop Jeremy Jeffers at this point and look for someone else.
0: Yeah, I think so. That was kind of the opposite roles we expected them to fill. Hader's been pitching multiple innings all season. Jeffers hasn't. I don't know where this came from. It's very confusing, but – yeah, it's uh there hasn't been a lot of momentum for Jeffers getting saves yet.
1: It's very strange. And Jeffers is owned in fewer leagues than Hater. Uh Hader is 84% owned, Jeffers is 33% owned. And honestly, like, I was all about adding him. You could still add him cuz he's really good. But if you if you're specifically adding him for saves, you know, it's You can not really still
0: add be. him and you can still add him.
1: Yeah, I could <laughs> Correct. Uh yeah. Jace Fry got a save on Sunday for the White Sox. AJ Minter blew a save. Kota Glover is just not doing anything to inspire confidence.
0: He's probably had his last chance too, because I think Kelvin Herrera is supposed to return Tuesday. Ah,
1: very nice. Yeah. Okay, pick pick him up then.
0: Tuesday or Wednesday,
1: Scott? Let's uh let's do a Billy Joel segment. A matter of trust. How much do you trust these guys? Trust is important right now, Scott. I need to know, if you were standing up and these pitchers were standing behind you and you <laughs> closed your eyes and you fell backwards into their waiting arms, would you trust them to catch you as you fell? Luis Severino at Baltimore this week.
0: This is a different exercise.
1: Uh, I trust him to pitch
0: well against the Orioles, yes. He faced the White Sox a couple turns ago and was great against them. And I mean, this last start over the weekend, it was, it was better than he's been lately. He didn't, he wasn't efficient. I think 100 pitches in less than six innings had to be removed after that, but it was a solid outcome.
1: Yeah, it was better. And you know, I mentioned that his slider wasn't as good. I don't know; people might not believe me. I feel like Chris never believes me when I say things. But uh, Mike Petriello of MLB.com studied it very in depth, and he had charts and graphs and colored lines and things like that and showed that Severino was getting a lot less drop and and less downward tilt on his slider in his previous seven starts before Saturday and I didn't there's no update as far as I know on how his slider was but it, it seemed a lot better so that is encouraging and a step in the right direction for Severino uh Cole Hamels pitching great he didn't have his best stuff on Friday but he got five double play balls and he threw seven scoreless innings at Pittsburgh Do you trust Cole Hamels against the Reds this week?
0: Yes, I do. I would trust him to catch me, and he's been—getting him out of Texas seems to have made a world of difference.
1: Okay. Do you trust Noah Syndergaard? Hasn't really been that good since coming back from hand, foot, and mouth disease. Do you trust Noah Syndergaard? He has San Francisco this week.
0: Yeah, I think you have to. He hasn't been very good. He hasn't been bad, but he's given up more hits than innings pitched this year, which is— Kind of shocking.
1: Yeah. Um, also, his career BABIP is shocking. His BABIP has been between yeah. three thirty six and three forty five three straight seasons.
0: Now it's not such a big deal when he's striking out a ton of hitters, but it's been kind of a middle of the road strikeout rate since returning too. So he hasn't quite looked himself. Velocity's down a little. I mean, he's still averaging close to ninety seven on his fastball, so it's not really anything concerning. Uh It's been it's been kind of disappointing, but. At the same time, he's Noah Sindergaard, and I suspect the time, the, the start you choose to bench him is when he'll strike at 11 in seven innings and sure, you'll feel stupid.
1: Jake Arietta, do you trust him? He's got a 274 ERA in his last eight starts. He's at Toronto this week. Jake Arietta.
0: Yeah. I kept waiting for the collapse and it still hasn't come. So good for Jake Arietta for reinventing himself as a, Ground ball pitcher. It's worked out. Matchup's good. Yeah, I'll trust
1: him. He will be on everybody's bus list, uh, next year. And also, I'll say this about Arietta. He's, his last eight starts. Okay, his first 16 starts. On baseball reference, he had a 1.29 ground ball to fly ball ratio. That's pretty high on baseball reference. His last eight starts, .89. Actually more fly balls than ground balls based on the way, and I think they consider line drives fly balls. So keep yeah. that in mind. Well, um, no, that's not great. No, he's actually getting. It's almost like the next guy we're going to talk about, Dallas Keuchel, where the results have been good, but the the methodology—I don't know the uh, the way he's going about it—not what we want to see. Keuchel actually had a bad start over the weekend, but last uh, the eight starts before that, he had a one eighty eighty ERA, but not his typical ground ball rate. And he's at the Angels this week. Do you trust Dallas Keuchel?
0: I trust him the least of this group. In fact, I don't know that there's much reason to bother with him in a categories league unless you're, um, well, if it's like a roto league and you're chasing wins, maybe. But otherwise, I don't think there's much good he can do for you. I, there's more risk that he'll bring you down in ERA and whip and probably with not a, a lot of strikeouts.
1: Well, that's the thing about Keiko is like when he's at his best, he's actually a great whip guy. You know, or a good good whip guy. He even with all the ground balls. Um, but I don't know if that's really been the case. I know it hasn't been this year, but in this, you know, nine start stretch where he's been pretty good. I don't have those numbers. I don't have his whip. Um Yeah, I don't know. I think that's a little harsh, Scott, because he, he could give you a good ERA and get you a win. But he is not gonna the strikeouts. All right.
0: He could, but I mean I I don't think the reward justifies the risk, I guess, is how I'd Summarize it.
1: Okay. Scott Boy, We uh, why would I call you that? I don't know. I meant to call you Scotty Boy. That would have sounded more normal. Scotty Boy, I made some interesting transactions over the weekend. I'm sure you did as well. We made the playoffs in the Podcast League. So did Heath. Chris did not. But the regular season is over in the Podcast Points League. Creeth by the way, they're going to make the playoffs in the Rejects League or the For the People League. Scott and I probably not.
0: Well, there's still two weeks left, right? Yeah, I think so. That one?
1: I thought it was one, but maybe if there's two, then we have a chance. Yeah, uh, um, I think there's two. Okay, cause, you know, we figured out the formula. It's just starting pitching is useless in that league. It just took us too long <laughs> to figure it out. Uh, Scott, oh, by the way, are we starting Mike Trout this week? Should, should fantasy owners start Mike Trout this week?
0: So he's supposed to be back, Um, is it the Is he out until the weekend? What did I see over the weekend?
1: Well, he was eligible to come Uh, on the DL, and then he had the death in his family.
0: Yeah, so he's not expected to rejoin the Angels until next homestand. Um, so yeah, it's gonna be, it's, you know, you're only gonna get half a week from him.
1: Okay. Uh, Our condolences to Mike Trout. Tough time, and, uh, very, very sorry to hear the news. All right, so let's go over who we added and dropped. Uh, always an awkward transition on a fantasy podcast. I apologize for that. Well, um, I added Miguel Sano. Just to take a flyer on on someone who's heating up a little bit. Dropped Randall Gritchick, so I'm not dropping anyone great for him. But you never know with Miguel Sano. I, I probably like him more than anyone else, just in general. But uh, I added him in the podcast Points League. Also added... Steven Gonzalez, just to see what happens. I have a, a first round bye, even though my team wasn't very good. But when you're good at keeping points off the board, like I was this year in the podcast league, very low points against total. That's the secret to winning. So everybody try to be better at, <laughs> be better at that. Um, yeah. All right. So, so is somebody I think worth taking a shot on. Any interesting transactions for you, Scott?
0: I didn't add a hitter in any league this week. Isn't that amazing?
1: That is, I, it makes sense. Cause at this point, you know, you really want to get, take advantage of matchups with pitchers. At this point, you know who your, your horses are in terms of your hitters, but it is a little surprising. And that's not true. You are actually lying right to our face. <laughs> who did I add? You added Jake Bowers and you added David Dahl in the Roto League.
0: Okay. Well, and you, you dropped
1: go. Scott yeah. Alexander and Fran Milreyas. Hashtag bring back the leg kick.
0: Well, there you go. I forgot about that one league and I, the moves I made there.
1: I, in that league, and this is a pretty deep league, I added Neil Walker. So even without the injury to Didi Gregorius, which I'm thinking will – I don't know what's going to happen. That's pro- I probably could read an article about it. But I'm guessing Glaber Torres plays short Neil Walker plays second. You might see some Ronald Torres in there. But Neil Walker is first, second, third, and outfield eligible. He has been not that good lately, but I think he could be better um and it's it is strictly deep leagues. he's eight percent owned with a ton of eligibility.
0: hmm by the way, since you mentioned Gleyber Torres possibly playing some shortstop yep uh is that is that just your speculation or have you seen something? I'll try to read about it right now,
1: but that's my speculation.
0: Well, you know who actually has played shortstop recently is D Gordon. Yes.
1: Yes With, he has.
0: Uh Gene Segura on uh paternity leave. So he is I don't think he's eligible there yet in fantasy, but he's very close. Um He's made he is, two
1: appearances, it, I think, at shortstop. So I thought maybe three.
0: It's up to three now. It's yeah. up to three, okay. So two more to go. Uh also Will Myers is eligible now at third base yes. because he has been playing there for the most part since coming off the DL. So that's interesting.
1: Yeah, it is. So he's third base, first base and outfield eligible. It helps, you know, it helps to have this uh, different eligibility. Um who else did we add? We added Mullins for the uh, Orioles, Cedric Mullins.
0: Yeah, he's pretty interesting.
1: Yeah, in our 16 team categories league, he's leading off Good OBP. He's getting on base a lot. What do you think about Mullins?
0: He is... He hasn't struck out very much. Um, I'm trying to think of a good comp because I don't feel like he has a lot of power. I don't feel like he has a lot of speed. And yet, I feel like he could be useful regardless. Uh, I mean, maybe the... Maybe the player most like that right now is Jerickson Profar, although... Uh, Profar obviously is quintuple eligible And Mullins isn't But you know Profar is also universally owned And I'm not saying Mullins needs to be that owned I just think in five outfielder leagues Or in deeper leagues like a 16 team league Probably worth a shot
1: I guess we can take a look at the most added list then See who everybody's adding Not just us Uh Austin Gomber Is number one on the most added list uh, He is RP eligible And, right?
0: He is RP eligible, yes.
1: Two starts this week at the Dodgers and at Colorado. It's a little scary.
0: Yeah, he is below the threshold for me in terms of two-star pitchers I'm willing to recommend. I think he is just below it.
1: Taylor Ward is, uh, we talked about, Brett Anderson. Two starts against Texas and at Minnesota. People, this could go very, very wrong. And I know Anderson has been good. He's got a sub one ERA in his last three starts. Uh, man, Scott, I don't know. Brett Anderson scares me.
0: As well he should. As well he should. He has not been a good pitcher for a long time. And even then he wasn't good. Like he didn't give a lot of strikeouts even oh, yeah. when he was good. So, um, I do want to mention one thing about Cedric Mullins. Okay. He was 21 out of 22 in stolen bases in the minors this year. Now he's only attempted one in the majors, so needs to get on that. But there is more speed there than I gave him credit for just a minute ago. So another reason to think about adding him.
1: Yeah, good to know. Um, Michael Kopech 71% owned. Mike Fire 79% owned. Harrison Bader is 49% owned. How do you feel about Harrison Bader right now?
0: Yeah, it needs to be higher. He was almost, I almost went with him instead of David Dahl among my hitters to add. He is, I feel like, what we hoped Kevin Kiermaier would be coming into the season, and Kevin Kiermaier obviously hasn't been. Mm-hmm. But uh 2020 potential, the batting average is inflated by a high BABIP, but, you know, 260-ish, 270-ish hitter in the long run.
1: Derek Holland is a two-star pitcher, and he has the Mets on the road and home against Texas. And Scott kind of said, yeah, he, you could go with Derek Holland. You don't have to, but he's not the worst option as a two-star pitcher. Uh, we got Hyunjin Ryu on the most added list. He's 78% owned. He's more owned than Michael Kopech. Who would you rather have, Ryu or Kopech? Oh, Kopech. Okay. No doubt. Steven Gonzalez, 21% owned. Cody Glover, 19%. And that might be 19 too many. Uh, Marco Estrada is on this list. It's a lot of two-star pitchers, a lot of streamers. By the way, Scott, good call on Brad Keller last week. You said he was your favorite of the uh deep league two-star pitchers. So nice work. People, yes, sir. Are people buying into Lucas Giolito? Giolito is forty percent owned. You know, he's a two-star pitcher at Minnesota and at Detroit. Um, I'm not. Yeah, man, you guys are playing with fire. <laughs> yeah. And, Man, okay, Kevin Gosman, 88% owned. Let's see who else is interesting. Ahmed Rosario is pretty interesting, Scott. He is 37% owned, and he might be the most added shortstop at this point. And if you need a Didi Gregorius replacement, and I'm not guaranteeing that Didi's on the DL, but it didn't look good, um, your thoughts on Ahmed Rosario?
0: And you love
1: Ahmed Rosario. I do? Seems like it. You keep bringing him up. Well, he keeps doing stuff. Chris (laughs) likes him a lot, I think. Does he? Yeah, I think so. Uh,
0: I don't. I don't. I imagine if you get in a certain depth of league, he's probably the best you could do. Uh, I still am kind of shocked Catel Marte is only 54% owned, so I would definitely turn to him first. He has been really good since the start of June, I want to say. Like at OPS around 900. Uh, so he would be my preference there.
1: All right, let's do some more news and notes and then get into uh what we missed over the weekend. Jeremy Hellickson is on the d l remember we talked about Joe Ross maybe having a chance to contribute for the Nationals in september uh and while I'm thinking about this, I forgot the fact that the White Sox are calling up Michael Kopeck. Does that give you hope that they'll call up Eloy Jimenez
0: a little bit? Yeah, I don't think it's a it's a lock um, you know I feel like. Because we always can talk about the financial ramifications of calling up a guy now versus middle of April next year. You get a whole extra year of team control if you wait it out, and obviously that makes sense. But there still needs to be a culture of you do what you're supposed to do and you get rewarded for it. And I feel like it was – like Kopech, the, the instantaneous turn in the control happened when um he was frustrated – about a start where an umpire was kind of squeezing him. He was missing losing the borderline calls. He was angry at the umpire and the pitching coach at Triple-A just kind of laid into him and like, "Look, you don't put yourself in 3-2 counts. That's not going to happen." And then it was like it changed overnight. So, it was such a clear response to coaching that I feel like they wanted to throw him a bone. And uh maybe they'll do the same for Aloy Menez. I don't know.
1: Marcus Stroman's on the DL with a blister. Marco Gonzalez had his start pushed back from Sunday to Wednesday. The Mariners are trying to limit Marco Gonzalez's innings a little bit. Wellington Castillo is eligible to return from an 80 game suspension on Thursday. Castillo violated MLB's drug policy. Is Wellington Castillo on your radar at all at catcher?
0: Uh, he probably should be just because there are so few options worth rostering there. I would imagine he'd be in the top 24, top 20, but when he comes back,
1: Adrian Beltre avoided the DL. Irvin Santana is back on the DL. This finger injury never went away. Yasiel Puig could serve his two-game suspension this week, so keep an eye on that. Scott mentioned Will Myers is third-base eligible. Avi Garcia is playing through a knee injury that will require offseason surgery. Mark Trumbo's on the DL. Danny Duffy could start this week. Don't start, Danny Duffy. And Eduardo Rodriguez, keep an eye on him. He's making a rehab start today. Scott, I didn't find anything specific on uh, the Yankees' infield except that Gleyber Torres did slide over to play shortstop when Dee left with the injury, and Ronald Torres came in to play second base um I think Neil Walker was already in the game, probably playing I don't know where he was playing, maybe he's playing right field uh all right hitters I, I, you know what let's not get into this because we can save this for tomorrow. I said I will say that Max Muncy Scott continues to sit against lefties, sitting a lot against lefties, yep. So if you That's, have Muncie and you look at their schedule and you see they have a lot of lefties on there, you might want to pump the brakes on Max Muncie.
0: I still like the upside, and I'd still like to roster him. Somebody dropped him in a 10-team league I'm in, and I just couldn't. He's still out there. Couldn't he has do at it.
1: least two lefties out of six games this week. Now, if Puig gets suspended, maybe that changes things for Muncie. Billy Hamilton is batting leadoff. He has a hit in 10 of his last 11 games, so he's back to the leadoff spot. And Hunter Renfro continues to hit pretty well, Scott. He's 24% owned. What do you think about Renfro?
0: I think he probably needs to be added in five outfielder leagues. There's a lot of power there.
1: In deep leagues, we already talked about Cedric Mullins. Are any of these guys interesting to you? Miami outfielder Rafael Ortega. Tyler Austin for the Twins. Ryan O'Hearn for the Orioles, and Jose Bautista for the Mets.
0: No, really not. I mean, Bautista still has a high OBP for hitting about 200. So that's probably the most interesting guy.
1: All right, let's go to the pitchers. Studs being studs, part one. Two guys in this segment. Both of them are just pitching out of their minds. Jacob deGrom, he's the MVP. He's the he's Cy Young. That's it. Oh, wow. You're
0: awarding it to him already.
1: I mean, he'd really have to fall apart down the stretch. But 171 ERA. Clayton Kershaw won the MVP with a 177 ERA and 10.8 strikeouts per nine. DeGrom's at 10.9 strikeouts per nine. Come on. Give him the MVP. Forget about the Siam. Give him the MVP. <laughs> Carlos uh, Carrasco also been great. Carlos Carrasco, last nine appearances, eight of them starts, 173 ERA, 16% swinging strike rate. That's crazy. Six walks, 65 strikeouts. He's had a very favorable schedule, but he is pitching great. Carrasco's at Boston this week. Let's see what happens.
0: Yeah, I believe him. he used to be an ERA Matters guy for you, right?
1: Absolutely. You were railing against Carlos Carrasco. Got to pay attention to what he's doing. He's pitching better than he ever has. (laughs) <laughs> no doubt um, Studs being studs part 2 David Price, Walker Buehler Jameson Tyone, Mike fulton Are these guys studs? Price, Buehler, Tyone, and fulton I n-
0: Well I mean What do you consider a stud? I think Price is pretty close
1: Must start, no questions about it Let's start with that
0: I'm not sure any of them are that Maybe Price
1: I I can't get away. I know you don't really love Tyone, but I can't get away from what he's doing. He's I mean He's safe, you know, he's safe. He he, he never he really safe. kills you.
0: Sure. Um Yeah, I it's never a problem to start Tyone, but if I have a bunch of two start options and he's a one star guy, then I probably would sit him.
1: Studs being duds part one. Tell me if you're worried about any of these guys. Verlander, Rich Hill, Zach Godley. Oh man, Zach Godley four walks. What's up with that? Sean Manaya and Andrew Heaney, Verlander, Rich Hill, Godley, Manaya, and Heaney.
0: Did we end up losing? ERA? Yeah, did we lose ERA and WHIP in the For the People League because of Godley? I don't know. Because that would suck. We start all those relievers and lose ERA and WHIP. Come on, that would suck. I got to check that now. But yeah, that that was lame because he's been on a, such a nice run. Um. And the walks, the improvement in the control was a big part of that. So hopefully this is just a blip. We, uh, we lost
1: we, whip. We, we lost whip, lost but we, lost whip. Won whip. we won ERA. We won ERA. Gosh. Eight nothing in oh saves. Gosh. Wow. We should get two wins for that. I'd say. <laughs> yeah, we would have crushed this guy if Mike Trout had played. Okay, we lost by one run. We had six home runs to his eight. We would have crushed him if Mike Trout had played. We would have gone. Gotta figure out what to do, do
0: this week with Trout. Yeah. Is worth half a week?
1: I don't know. Not what, I don't know. Um, week? I'm worried about Andrew Heaney though. Okay. I think, you know, the innings might be catching us. Totally speculative. But he's just barely pitched in recent years. And he's got a 502 RA since the all-star break. He has Houston at home this week. I'm, and Heaney's been amazing at home. But, uh, not his last home start. His last home start was rough against the Tigers. I, 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 I sat him this week for Kopech.
0: Okay, well, I mean, I don't think that's a terrible idea. I, you know, it's not a bad theory that maybe the innings are catching up to him. Um, four of his, because he used all-star break as the cutoff. Oh, wait, I'm counting one pre-all-star break there. Okay, well, I don't so do that, Scott. Three, three of his six starts since the all-star break have been good. Cheater. No, yeah. I'm not counting the one before the all-star
1: Well, break. you were going to. I was going to. You think you I think you have a little I bit did. of integrity. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Just a little bit. I know you're worried about some of these guys. Studs being duds part two. Sean Newcomb. Robbie Ray. Wait, how about this? Who's droppable? Sean Newcomb.
0: Um, okay, we're going one by one? Yeah. He's droppable. He's droppable. I'd rather not, but he's droppable. Robbie Ray. Same thing. Droppable if you have to.
1: Nick Pavetta.
0: I guess maybe the standard is I would drop this guy for Michael Kopech if it came to it.
1: Well, I'm going to say no just because he's already 71% owned, so owners may not have that luxury. Like, How about a two-star? So you want to aim lower than that? Two-star Mike Fires.
0: Uh, Well, then the answer is probably no. (laughs) Okay. Uh, So we'll just keep it more general. I think Pavetta is the least droppable of this group. How do you like that?
1: I haven't said Lance Lynn's name yet. Uh, Nukem Ray, and Pavetta. Lance Lynn is the most droppable, right?
0: The most droppable, yes. Lance Lynn's the most droppable. Pavetta is the least droppable.
1: Starter sit. Nukem at Pittsburgh.
0: No, sit.
1: Robbie Ray against Seattle. Sit. Nick Pavetta at Toronto. Probably start. Lance Lynn at Baltimore.
0: Probably start. Yeah, that's a one-week sleeper, I guess. Except he's 85% owned.
1: All right, I'm gonna just give some more names here. Armand Marquez One is 71% starts. owned. It's criminally, uh, criminally low.
0: Yeah, it is. I should hope that's because, well, you don't hope for this, but I should hope that's because, uh, enough owners have just tuned out. Yeah. That,
1: yeah. Know, the I leaders
0: mean, in the league have just scooped up all the good pitchers and Ar- don't have room for Marquez.
1: Armand Marquez should be 171% owned. Whoa! Luis Castillo is 66% owned. Great start over the weekend against the Giants. He's at the Cubs this week. What do you think?
0: Now, that was somebody who, uh on Twitter, somebody told me that was his low guy. That's who he'd have to drop for Kopeck and I said, go ahead and do it. Uh, but at the same time, I mean, there's a lot of upside there, and two of his last four starts have been 9Ks, I think. So hopefully he's trending the right direction.
1: Trevor Williams has Atlanta this week. Trevor Williams has a .75 ERA in his last six starts.
0: He does. He has been getting a lot of weak contact. That's not something I like to put a lot of faith in. Uh but so far it's worked for him. I don't have a lot of trust in him, but I mean, you know, you could do worse.
1: All right. Uh how about these guys? D.S.Fani, Matt Harvey, and Edwin Jackson. Any interest? Mm,
0: no. Yeah. No. I mean Disclefani's put together three Good seven inning starts in a row, but not in a way that inspires a lot of confidence.
1: And we should point out this guy doesn't start, but you might be able to use him in a categories league. Like Jalen Beeks, Scott talked about him after his start, his uh, relief appearance for the Rays. You know how they do it at the Yankees. Well, now last two times out at the Yankees and at Boston, he's done very well, and four appearances now for Jalen Beeks. Uh, 19 innings, seven hits, five runs, seven walks, 18 strikeouts, and uh, he might have to face the Red Sox this week. But Jalen Beeks could help you out in in for ratios. Um, I want to read some emails and then I'll let Scott White get out of here. Scott, this is from Tyler. Ten team categories league. Should I drop DJ LeMayhew for Rugnet O'Dor? In categories? Yeah.
0: Yeah, you should probably do that.
1: Ooh, all right. Rosendo said, I asked my three-year-old daughter if I should trade Robbie Ray, and she said yes. Do you guys agree?
0: I mean, if it's a season-long league and I just said uh Robbie Ray's droppable, then I mean, I, I guess you could see what you could get for him rather than dropping him. If it's a long-term keeper league, dynasty league where there isn't much roster turnover, I think I'd hold on for the upside. Now doesn't seem like a good time to move him.
1: Andrew from Toronto, dear Jerry, Andy, Sergio, and Jeff. Jerry, Andy, Sergio, and Jeff. De- I don't know. We'll have to look it up. Um, I successfully added Michael Kopek, but I will have to drop somebody when Encarnacion comes. Encarnacion comes off the DL. Who should I drop? Pavetta, Gosman, Fires, Newcomb, Hill, or Williams?
0: Probably Williams. Okay. Fires is fine too Like if if When is the Encarnacion coming off? Is he coming off today?
1: I don't like think so you, I think like midweek maybe
0: Yeah if you could get your lineup locked in With the two starts for Fires And then drop them after that That sounds ideal I mean not that I You know Williams Fires is a toss up Just generally speaking But um, You know Fires You're not getting two starts again from him for a while
1: By the way Jerry, Andy, Sergio, and Jeff are Garcias Garcias from no name, would you drop any of the following for Michael Kopeck? Tanaka, Godly, Flaherty, or John Gray? Tanaka, Flaherty, Godly, or John Gray?
0: Well, congratulations, you found a scenario in which- Oh, Scott's cell phone makes an
1: appearance!
0: There it is,
1: every show! That is funny. What do you think, you wouldn't drop any of those guys?
0: That's the, yeah. You found the scenario where okay. it can't happen.
1: Andrew in Canada. Please rank these closers for the playoffs, my playoff run. Roberto Ozuna Osuna, Corey Canable, Strope, Will Smith, Leclerc, Shane Green.
0: I'm gonna go LeClerc, who just had a huge week. Yeah. Um I think it's the best combination of security in the role and and uh good ability. Will Smith would be second. Good ability. What?
1: Did you say good ability? oh, oh, like good ability. I thought you meant like, you were crazy. Good, good ability? Like it would turn I it like into that. a word?
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean, why not? Uh, so Leclerc, Will Smith, and then I guess I'd go strope. He's gonna lose the job at some point, you'd think, but he's done fine in it, and, um, uh, Mara- oh, green Thank
1: you, that's wonderful. There we go. Okay. We just finished. Scott, uh, you have to bounce. I will stay on and answer some more emails and go through today's matchups and hopefully not make a fool out of myself. Scott White, thank you. Thank you, Adam. See you later, sir. All right. Uncle Adam is here to help everybody. Here's an email from KG from KZoo. Dear Aaron, Brett, Bart, and Lynn, I don't know if those are boons. They might be boons. So you need three to start, John Gray against San Diego, Lance Lynn at Miami, Walker Buehler, potentially a two-start Dylan Bundy, and potentially a two-start Michael Kopech. The easy ones here are Buehler and John Gray, and I think no way am I going with Bundy. So it's Kopech or Lynn. I've got to be a little bit patient with Kopech. I'm going to go with Lance Lynn as my third guy, only because he's at Miami. Jason in Michigan. Uh, Which two should I roster for my offensive playoff bench spots? Will Myers. Oh, this is a categories league. Will Myers, Travis Shaw, Cano, and Soto. I'm going to go with Soto. And I would ordinarily say Shaw over Myers, but I would say this. Considering Shaw doesn't play every day, Myers in categories, you know, is much better than Myers in points. If you need steals, if steals would help you, keep Myers. If you just need a bat, Travis Shaw. Sam in Denver has a, uh, a question about who he could pick up now for his second round playoff matchup. And I think that's a good topic for tomorrow's show. So, uh, you know, I, I need some time to look into that and I'm hoping to get to that on tomorrow's show. Just want to give you a heads up there. We got the Braves and the Pirates and we got two tough calls, Kevin Gosman and Chris Archer. So I, I'm going to stubbornly start Archer, and Gosman. I just I don't really believe in him, so I am going to sit Kevin Gosman. But I understand if you want to start him. He's had, you know, very good run prevention for four starts in a row, but strikeouts have been down for three of those four starts. So that could be dangerous. I'm gonna I'm gonna sit Gosman, but you know I get it. Orioles at Blue Jays. Andrew Kashner at Marco Estrada, and no thanks. Lucas Giolito at uh, Steven Gonzalez. Yeah, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to wait and see on Gonzalez. We're gonna sit those guys. Derek Holland at Zach Weaver. I understand the appeal of Holland in a one start week or in a two start week rather. You know, I finally bought into him, and he killed me a couple starts ago. Pull up the game log for Derek Holland. Six and a third, ten hits, four runs against Pittsburgh. But you know, now that I think about it, it wasn't that bad. Four runs, but the 10 hits stand out. The next start for him, four and two-thirds scoreless, four walks, seven strikeouts. Um, I'm thinking no. I'm thinking we're going to sit Holland in a one-start week. It's a two-star week, but for this one-start, we'll sit him. Definitely starting Zach Wheeler. The guy's been awesome. Uh, We are not going to start anyone in the Royals-Rays game. We are going to start Kluber and Porcello. Nice series there, Indians and Red Sox. Homer Bailey is at Chase Anderson, and I'm going to go with no on both. Bartolo Colon is at Mike Fires, and I would start Mike Fires. Although I do fear that Rangers line up, but I'll start Fires. No Cologne. Not a Cologne guy. Garrett Cole at Felix Hernandez. Yeah, obviously we start Cole. We sit Felix Hernandez. And then Gomber at Alex Wood. Wood for sure. Wood is like the easiest six innings, two or three runs, quality start, five strikeouts. Uh, Gomber, yeah. If Machado's out of the lineup, I think I'd go with him. Otherwise, I'm hesitant. I don't think he's a—I mean, guy with 19 walks and 32 strikeouts and 37 and a third, I think you've been a little lucky with what you've gotten. So I'm probably going to play it safe. Two-start week, sure. Start Gomber, one-start week, I'm thinking no. If Machado doesn't play, I would probably start Gomber. And I just wanted to take a look at Fires and see if he has faced the Rangers. Yeah, last time he faced them, six innings, one run, six strikeouts. Go with Mike Fires. Go for it, everybody. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow on Fantasy Baseball Today. I'm Adam Azer for Scott White. Peace.